Welcome to the podcast of Selmore Baptist Church in Ozark, Missouri. To learn more about our church, please visit selmorebaptist.com. And now, here's the sermon. Thinking about Memorial Day, God put this passage of scripture on my heart, Deuteronomy 8, and I want to read you this quote. It's from 1915. It's given by President Woodrow Wilson regarding Memorial Day. And this is what he says. Quite simply, it is about remembering and honoring our freedom and prosperity, our nation's deserved status as the beacon of hope throughout the world, our security as a nation, and our comfort and confidence as a society are the result of the sacrifice of those who served our nation in the military. This is what we are supposed to remember today and honor. And so what he's saying there is that Memorial Day, uh, we are to do this by remembering those who have served and sacrificed our country now and long before us. And we're not to forget that our freedom, the comforts that we have, the prosperity that we have has come as a result. And what God says to us, to his people in Deuteronomy 8, is he's saying something very similar. He's reminding them um, and telling them, don't forget, but remember what I've done for you and who I am for you. And so as you're turning there, Deuteronomy 8, little background setting uh, to, to get, get you uh, up to speed. Um, God's people, the Israelites, they, they had been slaves in Egypt, and God used Moses to lead his people out of slavery. And God had prepared this great promised land for them to dwell in and to prosper and to live. And uh, God's people went out, they checked out the land, and they came back, they were fearful. They didn't trust God. And so God disciplines them to the tune of 40 years to wander in the wilderness in order to teach him to trust them. And so where we're reading at in Deuteronomy 8 is near the end of that 40 years of wandering in the wilderness after they've come out of slavery, out of Egypt, and they're about to take the promised land. And there's a section here in Deuteronomy 8, the heartbeat of this is that we remember the Lord and don't forget what he has done. So verse 1, it says, The whole commandment that I command to you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And so God's saying, now's the time, we're almost there, it's almost to the end, listen up, be careful to do as I tell you, so that you will be blessed, and as I promised your fathers before you, I will bless you. Verse 2, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commands or not. So God is telling them to remember, remember the whole way that he led them in the wilderness, how he brought them out of Egypt and out of slavery, how they moaned and groaned and complained, and how he provided for their needs, how they complained for their wants, how he gave them a land, how how when they obeyed, he blessed, and when they turned away, he disciplined. So God's telling them, remember, remember all these things that I've done for you. Remember who I am to you. Remember how he humbled you by letting you hunger. It says in verse 3, and he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. So why did God let them hunger? Verse 3 continues, it says, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Amen? We see Jesus quote this verse after 40 days in the wilderness, and he's tempted by Satan, and you can see the parallel there. 
And so God, he lets them hunger that they might be humbled and realize that it's God who sustains them. And God was creating in them a sense of reliance on him. He humbled them and he tested them that they would have to rely on them. When they were in slavery in Egypt, they relied on themselves and the Egyptians. In the wilderness, they had to rely on God for basic survival. And so God tells them to remember that it was him who sustained them. It was him who was there when they grumbled in Exodus 16, saying, if only we had died in Egypt with full bellies instead of in the wilderness, hungry. Verse 4 goes on, God reminding them how he provided for them, saying, your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell in these 40 years. This is quite a miracle. After 40 years, your clothing didn't wear out, and your feet did not swell. My feet swell hiking through the mall, going shopping for new clothes. So for 40 years, that's quite the miracle. Verse 5 continues, it says, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you, so you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. God continues reminding them that he dealt with them as a loving father deals with his son, disciplining them that they would remember the commands and obey them. And then God switches in verse 7 from reminding them or telling them to remember what he has done to telling them what he has planned for them, the future. He says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. So God says that he has blessings on blessings planned for his people, a promised land where they will lack nothing. If you're here today and you've trusted in Christ as your Savior, God has a place prepared for you where you will lack nothing. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Amen? Amen. So in these first 10 verses, we see God commanding the people to remember what he has done for them. And in the next six, we're going to see that he's going to tell them, in your blessings, do not forget me and my commands. Verse 11, it says, take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commands and his rules and his statutes, which I commanded you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses to live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end." So God is saying that, that I humbled you and I tested you to know what was in your hearts through this time in the wilderness. And though it wasn't all grand, it made you rely on me. And he's saying, now I'm going to bless you. And when I do, don't forget me. Don't forget my commands. When you're full and no longer hunger, waiting for me to provide, don't forget me. When you've built good homes and shelters to relax and enjoy, don't forget me. When your herds and your flocks and your gold and your silver is multiplied, don't become prideful and forget me. But instead, remember 
I brought you out of slavery. I led you through the wilderness. I protected you from the dangers. I provided you water where there was no water. I fed you. He says, remember that, and don't forget it when I bless you. And the question comes to my mind as we get here is, why is God hammering this into his people? And I think this is really the main takeaway for us is that in our comfort and blessings, it's all too easy to forget what God has done. In our comfort and blessings, it's all too easy to forget what God has done. We, we see this on a national level. We see it with the Israelites, that they quickly forget how God has provided for them. What about our nation? Are we a nation that has humbled ourselves and prays and seeks the face of the Lord and turns away from wickedness? What, somebody's laughing. <laughs> what about our, on the church level? Churches forget God. They forget his commands. In, in Revelation, we see that God's talking about a church at Ephesus that had forgotten its first love. We look around at churches today in our nation that have forgotten the word of the Lord and have moved on or beyond that. And of course, at the individual level, we too, in our blessings and comforts, it's so easy to forget what God has done for us. Think that in our comfort and blessings, we would forget the Lord. So God is hammering this into his people to remember and not forget what he has done. And chapter 8 closes, we are again reminded one more time to remember where our blessings come from, lest we forget says, beware lest you say in your heart, this is verse 17, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm in his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. So God paints a slippery slope for us here. We are to remember him in our blessings. If we don't remember him, we will forget. And if we forget, we might think in our hearts, it's because of our power or our work or our doing, our doing that we have been blessed. We might think in this way that, that I made this, that I built this, that I earned this, that I deserve this. And if we think in that way, then what we're doing is we're stealing the glory that belongs to God. We're stealing the glory from the blesser, and we are glorifying ourselves the blessed. So God warns and says, don't forget, because if you do, you will turn to other gods and serve them and worship them. What's interesting is when we think about Old Testament and serving other gods, we often think of idols, right? Um, but as we look in verse 17, there's, there's some of the same gods people still serve and worship today. It talked about power, the might of your hand, work. It talks about wealth. And sadly, for many people today, power, work, and wealth have become their gods, lowercase g. And they too will surely perish. This is the, the promise from God that if you confess your sins and believe in Jesus, you will be saved. But if you follow after other gods, you will perish. So God is just continuing to hammer into his people to remember what he has done for them. And I'd say to you today in this room who have trusted in Jesus to remember what Jesus has done for you. Remember what he did on the cross. Remember how he washed your sins away. 
Remember who you were before you met the Lord Jesus and what God has saved you out of. And in your blessings, don't forget what he did. Don't forget who you were before Christ saved you. Don't forget by whose power you were saved. And so what we're going to do this morning is something a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, We're going to take a minute or a few minutes. We won't go past lunch, so don't worry. uh, To have an open mic time for you to share. If there's anyone in here who just feels removed in the spirit to share how God has worked in their life. If you want to do that, um, Bill and um, Cliff are going to have some mic- microphones. They'll walk around. And this is really a time for us to put into practice God's words here of what he's saying, to remember him and not forget what he's done. And so we're going to open this up. If you want to share something that God has done for you, it could be recent or in the past, you want to remember that and share it with the congregation and maybe call this a time of praise or um, a time of testimony, then what I'd ask is you just slip your hand up and one of these guys will come and find you.